Welcome to the sermon podcast of Faith Lutheran Church in Oregon, Wisconsin, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ crucified and the promises of God that our faith clings to. For more information, visit us online at faithlutheranoregon.com. We prayed for something in our collect earlier this morning that I found really striking and surprising. We prayed, we thank you that you have given us sound bodies and have graciously preserved our tongues and other members from the power of the adversary. You know, I love the collects of the church. You know, if I had to come up with a prayer uh, on, on which the theme of the day is healing, I, I'd pray something like, God, thank you that I'm not sick. And it would be really a prayer not much different than that of the Pharisee in, in last week's lesson. God, I thank you that I'm not like other people. But this is so much better. Uh, today, on a day in which the, the, the theme is healing of our bodies, we're actually thanking God that he has kept our bodies and tongues, not, not, not from just sickness, but from the power of the devil. You know, the colics, which, which, teach, which we might tend to gloss over because of their formal language, are just beautiful. They teach us what we ought to pray for. And by the way, if, uh, a great habit to get into, the first thing you do when you come into church and sit down, open up your service folder and read the collect for the day. Uh, it'll set the theme for the day and, and put your heart in the right place uh, and teach you uh, the things you ought to be praying for. They inform our prayers. Uh, but, but what does this mean, that, that we're thanking God that he's kept our, our tongues uh, and, and bodies and other members from the power of the devil? It means that we can rejoice even if we're sick. It means we can rejoice even if we're blind or deaf or become blind or deaf. It means we can rejoice even if we're dying. Because these things are not signs that God has abandoned us to the devil. You know, think of how we view getting sick today. You know, if not in our own prayers, it's certainly out in the world. We think that to get sick is from the devil, right? Even pagans believe that. That to be sick means you're cursed. You must have did something wrong. So naturally then that extends into, into other maladies that the only life worth living is one that, that's free from sickness, one that's, that's perfect. You've got to have it all together. And it comes up in our conversations. Well, at least you've got your health, right? Well, what happens if someone doesn't? You know, for our world, if your quality of life is bad, or if you've got poor health, especially in old age, maybe our society says maybe it's just best to end it now. Have a, have a good death. Or if your quality of life is, is projected to be bad, even before you're born, maybe it's just best to abort and try again. It is pagan to believe that life is determined by quality. But this is our natural ideology. When Jesus and the disciples are, are passing a blind man, now the disciples ask Jesus, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? In other words, if you have a sickness or ailment, it must be of the devil. Jesus says, no. His blindness 
is for the glory of God. This is the ideology of the men in our lesson today, who probably at least, who, who brought the deaf-mute man to Jesus. In their minds, this, is, this ailment is of the devil. Uh, they probably don't really have faith. This is just a last-ditch effort. They're hoping to see Jesus perform some miracle. And what did Jesus do? He takes him away in private. He doesn't want to contribute to the, these people's weak or false faith. And this man is not some test case. Jesus values this man and his life. And he wants to help him because he was created by God. And then Jesus does something strange. He puts his fingers in the man's ears, he spits, and then he touches the man's tongue. We don't really know why Jesus did this strange uh, liturgy or ceremony, uh, but we do know that what the Lord does is good. Good for the man and good for us. And of course, in this day, much like our own, the people had the platonic idea that, that the body was bad, but the spirit is good. And so simply by doing these bodily rituals, these bodily actions, these bodily things, Jesus shows to us that's not the case. Our bodies, even if they're not 100% well, can be used well. Ceremony in and of itself, ritual in and of itself, can be good. Right? We fold our hands when we pray. Jesus looked to heaven. We don't have to do these, these rituals or ceremonies, but we do because they're good. You know, we, we cross ourselves when, when we hear the name of the triune God. Again, we don't have to, but, but it can be good. And so, too, for this man, even though his body might be corrupt and might be failing, and he's feeling the effects of original sin, that doesn't mean it's bad or he's of the devil. And certainly, he is not without the Lord's grace and mercy. This man, who had a twisted tongue, our text says, upon hearing God's word, epitha, which means be opened, open up, began to speak straightly. The Greek word there is ortho, orthos. You go through an ortho, orthodontist to, to get your teeth straight. You go to an orthopedic uh, to make your bones straight. This man with his twisted tongue started speaking ortho, straight. And he began speaking straight praise or doxology. And so he was orthodox meaning he had the right straight belief, which resulted in the right or straight praise, orthodoxy. Uh, this man, who it would seem had everything wrong with him in his body, was orthodox. In contrast that with the, the men who, who had the false belief, who were heterodox. Pagans do not have a straight faith. This man, with a twisted tongue and deaf ears, had better hearing and could confess better than any pagan. And both Christians and pagans can hear and speak. But only Christians can understand the world as God has created it and confess what great things God has done. Both Christians and pagans can and do get sick. But only Christians view getting sick as, and being well, both as the result of God's good and gracious will. Both pagans and Christians die 
but only Christians view death as the gateway to eternal life. God has opened our ears to hear his word. And he's taught us what we are to believe about life and death and health and sickness. It is not that sickness or sick bodies are of the devil. Rather, it is our twisted tongues and wrong beliefs that are of the devil. It is our twisted idolatry when we are turned away from God and turned inward, twisted inward on ourselves. That is of the devil. When situations, even over health, turn brother against brother, the devil loves to see that happening. That is of the devil. But God does all things for our good. The people were right or straight in their praise. He has done everything well. Even sickness is the result of God's good and gracious will, if only to turn us to him and to show God's glory. And I've witnessed it a number of times now that when a person gets sick, maybe even deathly sick, they turn to Christ in faith. What a great blessing that sickness turned out to be for them. I've witnessed many others who, when they've gotten sick, they, 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 they increase their faith, and many others were, were encouraged by their example. Paul says as much in the beginning, chapter first, uh, 2 Corinthians, like we heard last week. Because it's precisely when we're sick, when we're at our deepest, darkest moments, that's when God's power and glory are most easily shown. And we realize that all we have left is everything we need. And it's not our health. It's the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord endures forever. The gospel is not merely advice for religious seekers. It's not advice on, on how you can have your, your best quality of life now. Rather, the gospel is balm for troubled consciences including those of people facing sickness or even death. Yet most of our hymns today were written in a time of pandemic or plague. I've used many of them before, and we'll sing Praise the Lord the Almighty as our closing hymn later this morning. But I want you to hear these words penned by a man named Joachim Neander, who wrote them while the plague spread through his village and it was published in 1680, uh, which was a year after uh, he himself actually died of the plague. But he wrote these words. Praise to the Lord, who hath fearfully, wondrously made thee. Health hath vouchsafed, and when heedlessly falling, hath stayed thee. What need or grief ever hath failed of relief? Wings of his mercy did shade thee. We've been given a great blessing in this pandemic. And whenever you get sick, you are given a blessing. Because we have ears open not to the hysteria and panic of the world, but to our Lord. We hear what he says of life and death. And in time of pandemic or personal sickness, we get to think about those things. 
to live is Christ. Life is valuable not because it is pleasant or a certain quality or without sickness, but life is valuable, valuable because of Christ. And to die is not something from which we should flee at all costs, but to die is gain. Martin Luther actually wrote that the purpose of having ears open to the Word of God is to learn how to live and how to die. To learn how to prepare to die. And we get to prepare for death by proclaiming the Lord's death until he comes by eating and drinking the medicine of immortality. And in so doing, and by, by, by coming here, by hearing the word of the Lord, the balm, uh, the healing power of the word, and by taking the medicine of immortality, you get to mock the devil. You get to mock the fearful world. Like Jesus spit on the ground, you can spit in the devil's face. When you're with Christ, the devil cannot harm you. And if you die, you'll rise again. So when you are sick, when you grow old, when you lose your hearing or sight or ability to speak because your mind is growing old, spit at the devil. Because you know that God is near. Near with his help, near with his comfort, and near with his mercy. Preserving you from the power of the adversary, the devil. And in your last moments, as Christ himself is with you, he will say to heaven, Epitha, be open. And it will. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, forevermore. Amen.